program contains techniques and exercises that can cause physical injury. Individuals involved in the production and those demonstrating their skills assume no responsibility for any injury or damage resulting from the execution of techniques and exercises presented herein. Because I'm the best in the world, even though a lot of you don't like to hear it. I just, it's fact, I'm the best, you know what I mean? I sometimes, I don't want to believe in myself, but it's the truth. I'm the best. Enough with the formality. I think we all know what time it is. It's time for the IC Robot Show with your host, the champ, IC Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, your host, the champ, and I am still not a hero, but I still sacrifice like at least a little bit of uh, my week each and every week to like make your week a bit less weak. And this week, this week, it's going to get slightly less weak. It's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. Everyone's going to go home happy, but it might wind up being a little bit shorter than uh, usual. But we're going to, we're going to start off with a bang with a new song from my dude, Iceberg13, who reached out and sent one. All right, here we go. Hold it out. Because your bath don't play tough because he can reverse the earth and turn your bones into dust. Talk about these masks. Do we get them or don't we? That's a great question. Do we get them or don't we? That's a great question. Some people are wondering if you can protect yourself from the virus by gargling with bleach. Or taking steroids. That's a great question. Can you get the coronavirus by eating Chinese food? That's a great question. Some people are wondering if you can protect yourself from the virus by gargling with bleach. Do we get them or don't we? That's a great question. Can you get the coronavirus by eating Chinese food? No! No, you can't! Of course you can't get the coronavirus from eating Chinese food. In fact, if you're eating at a Panda Express, you can't even get Chinese food by eating Chinese food. Do we get them or don't we? You are listening to the IC Robot Show, the world's most dangerous podcast. Hold it, I'm coming. Dead air. Don't want dead air. Do okay. Oh, nope. Here, sorry. Uh, sorry. I, uh, I'm out in the garage again. We got another um, phone message. And people keep calling the garage line. I seriously, I have no idea. If you guys are doing this, you, you say you're listening. Don't do it. Call the house. Call my cell. Please. But, uh... Coronavirus um, manias. Um, it's sweeping the nation right now. I was at the Safeway over on Calistoga Road doing my uh, weekly grocery shopping, and they they were out of toilet paper. There was like no toilet paper. The entire aisle was empty. There was no rice. There was no beans. And these are things we buy like all the time, dude. I eat rice and beans like twice a week, man. Good for you. Good food. Beans and rice are nice. Beans and rice. Beans and rice. Yeah, man, beans and rice are good for you. You get protein from beans, you get energy from rice, they're carb, that's great. And I went to get, I went to get my sack of pintos and all the sacks of pintos were gone. 
along with the uh, baby butt wipes. It was it was wild, man. I realized nobody wants to get sick, nobody wants to get quarantined or whatever. But I think that I think that we're at the point right now where personal safety precautions are the way that you want to go. You wanna you wanna wash your hands. I'm I'm doing like a hand rubbing motion right now. I don't know if you can hear it, but you wanna wash your hands. You wanna you wanna avoid like touching some weird thing and then touching your nose that that sort of stuff say stay clean stay safe but um i i don't know man i i see how people get nervous i see how things are scary if you watch the news it's uh it seems like it's madness out there but i don't i don't know if we're at the point of madness yet just uh just be careful just be cautious be safe um don't I, I, I don't think we're at the point of them hoarding yet. It's always good to have, like, a, you know, a good amount of stuff in reserve, just in case, because you never know. You never know. It always pays to have some extra TP, some extra beans. But, um, at any rate, at any rate, I, I've been, um, you know, how, how it's going lately. Been having those issues with Pooptronics. I've been talking to my lawyer, Angus McShay. Let me, let me try to break it down really quick for those who, um, may have missed the last few episodes. Those who might be joining us. For the first time, if you are, big up to you, man. Big up. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. I used to work for a company called Pooptronics. They, they released me unceremoniously on a, uh, unpaid leave because, well, because they didn't show up to work for, uh, three weeks straight. But they, by the contracts of our union, the local vent cleaner 707, they have to have a hearing before they suspend anybody that didn't have a hearing. Therefore... I was contacted by a lawyer, the former lawyer from Toys R Us Scotland, Angus McShay. He thought we had a case. He thought there might be some money in it for your boy. So your boy said, hey, hey, Angus McShay, let's, uh, let's give it a shot. Let's, uh, you know, let's see what we can, we, we can do. But, um, I, I guess that I've angered my, uh, my boy Tomasito Salamasito, a.k.a. Tommy Salami from the local, uh, the local vent cleaner union because he, uh, he called me and left a, um, I don't know what some might infer as a threatening message. He's he's a he's a pal of mine from when I was in the the slammer after the whole uh, Johnny Jail debacle. We we fought back to back against a bunch of peckerwoods one time. It was it was pretty harrowing, and, and we stayed in contact ever since. But uh, he he left a message. I'm gonna play it here on the show. Let me um I got it all queued up out here in the uh the garage in the answering machine. Let me get that going. All right, hold it now. Play. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, uh, Icy Robots, this is, uh, this is your Paisan Tomasito Slamasito, a.k.a. Tommy Salami from the local, uh, Vent Cleaner 707. I'm here with, uh, I'm here with my main man, Smelly Savalas, and let me, let me just put it to you like this. We've been... We've been listening to that show that you do, and I, uh, I gotta say, some of the guys, uh, down here at the Union Hall ain't, we ain't all too impressed that you got, you got yourself a lawyer when, uh, this is, this is all basically, uh, union business, if you, if you know what I mean. Look, we can handle this for you. You don't gotta go and get some kind of, like, some kind of jabroni, uh, Scottish lawyer when, when you got me. And you got uh, Smelly Savalas here. Got your back. Look, we can we can take care of this for you. But if uh, if you don't like, if you don't get rid of this lawyer guy, we're not gonna take care of it for you. We might have to take care of you, if you know what I mean. You 
You're my boy and you go way back. We was in the can together, but that doesn't mean that I won't come down there and punch you in the face if I gotta. Look, this is union business. Don't go and take it public. You, uh, you better not be recording this. Tommy Salami, Smelly Savalas, we're out. That was, uh... That was pretty threatening, right? He said he was going to punch my face. I I can't get intimidated by guys like these. I've I've met this smelly Savalas that he's talking about. Dude always dude always has a lollipop and I don't know if I'm supposed to think he's tough because he's sucking on a sucker, but this guy this guy does look pretty mean and you know, I'm I'm going to have to tread with caution, but uh, Tomasito Slamasito, if you're listening right now, if Smelly Savalas, if you're if you're listening now, I I don't want you to take offense that I got a lawyer. I, I, I think that if I if I was looking to get my job back, if I was looking to get reinstated, I would definitely go through you guys over at the local vent cleaner 707. But I, I don't know. I I'm not so sure. I want to go back up to the moon base as much as I used to. The only, the only reason I could think to do so right now is that's like a surefire way to avoid the corona. But um, I, I don't want you to take offense. My guy, you're my dude. You're my man. You're my buddy. We we fought a bunch of woods in the wood pile. It was all it was all real. But um, I I can't let you intimidate me like that, especially especially on the air. I guess it's my fault. I took it to the air. And also, um, how? Why did you go like? You better not be recording this, my dude. You called my answering machine. That's what they do. They record things. I give me another call sometime guy call call uh call myself so that we can like talk in person um on on the good tip though on the on the happy tip i actually got a uh job application out this week i i can't wait for the lawsuit money to come in you know i gotta make some i gotta make some proactive moves so i i i, I contacted somebody that i know this guy is um he goes by the name of vic sage you might know him from the saturday frights podcast and i I asked him if they were hiring over at the Haunted Drive-In, and he told me that they they were, in fact, hiring a, a broom boy, which is something I did for uh, many years over at the uh, UA6 on 3rd Street with, with Gino Vega as a member of the uh, Broomtain clan, and he, he told me they need some guys to uh, sweep up the uh, lobby area where they sell treats. They... They might occasionally need me to work the uh, candy uh, display or whatever, but you know, first I gotta I gotta prove that I have the proper credentials. So I I went down there and I applied. I filled out the application in person. I'm I'm hoping that this could uh this could work out for something. You know, this might be a nice job until the um until the big winnings from the lawsuit come in. So uh, keep your fingers crossed. Keep your fingers crossed. If you guys know Vic Sage, at Vic Sage 2005 on Twitter, hit him up and tell him. Tell him to tell the projectionist from the Saturday Frights podcast that you want to hire Icy Robots, that he's a broom tank veteran, that the guy comes correct, it'll all be good for everybody. Let's move into um At The Movies. We're kind of, we've kind of taken a little longer in this segment than I normally like. We're going to talk about a movie that I've been waiting for for years, a, a long-awaited Spinoff, a five mic movie Hall of Fame film, The Big Lebowski. This is a movie known as Jesus Rolls. In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Cisco, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something really. 
more strike with luck yet for good. I've never seen anyone lick a ball before you throw a strike. That's my style. You look good. I look like a million bucks, son. <laughs> what a honey, huh? Should have thought of that first. Oh, oh, oh. right in the we're just carrying a piece, man. I gave it to her so she can trust us. And now, now she does, right? Oh, what the? Jesus, I'm gonna hold you like a bowling ball. Jesus Rolls 2020. Man, I need a better system for that. I had to run back from the garage into the house, jump into the chair. I'm back in the I'm back in the office now. It's all good in the hood. Jesus Rolls is it's a spin-off movie uh from the Big Lebowski about Jesus Quintana, one of the dude's adversaries. You all you all know who Jesus Quintana is. He's the one who licks his bowling ball, he wears a jumpsuit, he was played by John Turturro. He was one of the he was one of the more electric characters in what is a movie full of electric characters. I speak, of course, of The Big Lebowski. I, I am a known lover of that film. It was the first movie ever inducted into the IC Robots Radio 5 Mike Movie Hall of Fame. I think it's amazing. I watch it all the time. I love it. And I, I got to admit, I had always wanted to know a bit more about Jesus Quintana. And in this movie, you do. The movie known as Jesus Rolls was at one time known as Going Places, and I... I have sort of a long history with this movie. I played this online game called the Hollywood Stock Exchange, which I've which I've talked about before. But if you if you haven't heard it, it's uh, it can be found at hsx.com, and it's basically a stock market game where you buy and trade movies, actors, TV shows, and whatever. And maybe like five six years ago, I'm not even kidding. It was like years and years and years ago. I bought into an IPO for. For this movie here, Jesus Rolled. At the time, it was called Going Places. And I, I thought this one was going to be like a surefire slam dunk. I, I could not imagine a world where a spinoff of the beloved Big Lebowski was ever going to was ever gonna fail at the box office. But I sat around and I sat around and I sat around. And the movie never, not never, seemed to uh, come out. I heard at one point that it was made. I heard at another point it was coming out, and then it never came out. Then I heard again that it was finished being made, and it was going to come out. But eventually, eventually it did come out. I think that it had, like, a very, very small, like, theater opening, and that it went uh, straight to streaming. We we saw it on Vudu, the online rental store. I, I would have got it at Joe Video. If you got a local video store, always represent, but it's not going to be on disc for a... Uh, for a while now, and I've been waiting for this, and waiting for this, and waiting for this, and I absolutely had to see it now, like, I, I would have been there opening night for sure, if it opened around here, I was, in a sense, at opening night, but I was on opening night at, uh, at voodoo.com, but, um, I, I don't know what to say about this movie, an origin movie of Jesus Quintana is going to be what you imagine, an origin movie of Jesus Quintana is like. The movie starts with him getting out of prison. We all know in The Big Lebowski that Walter, played by the great John Goodman, refers to our guy Jesus as a sex offender. A creep can roll, man. Yeah, but he's a pervert, dude. Yeah. No, he's a sex offender with a record. 
He did six months at Chino for exposing himself to an eight-year-old. Huh. One thing I thought all along was like, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty hard to make a movie where the main character is a known sex offender, the likes of Jesus Quintana. So right from the jump, you kind of learned that the whole thing was sort of a misunderstanding. So if that's, if that's one of the things that was holding you back from watching this movie, don't let it. There are actually other things in this movie that will hold you back from watching it. I, I thought long and hard about this whole thing. You hear Walter Sobchak say that Jesus is a sex offender. We all know that um, Walter's full of hot air. So all along, I, I had kind of held out hope that maybe it wasn't true. Maybe it was just Walter just being Walter and yelling about stuff. And to some degree, you discover that that is, in fact, true. With uh, with all that said, this was a wild, wild movie. I'm not even kidding. It was just so wacky and so weird and so hypersexual and so just... Everything you would imagine a Jesus Quintana movie to be when when we first start off, our dude's getting out of the clink and he meets up with his uh, good pal Bobby Cannavale, who is a uh, he's a favorite of mine. We most recently saw him in The Irishman. I thought he was I thought he was pretty good in that. He's in it, and they meet up right outside the prison, and they just like almost immediately go on what has to be called a crime spree. They they start stealing cars and robbing, and it's just, it's an immediate crime spree. Jesus is a complete and total, he's a total degenerate. This is probably something we could tell in the first movie. I, I would say that I enjoyed this. I would say that I liked it, but I do not think that this will be everybody's uh, cup of tea. It's wild. It's wild. There is... All sorts of uh, male nudity and just all kinds of wacky stuff like that. So this isn't definitely not for everybody. But if you are a big fan of Lebowski, I do think that you got to get down with this. You at least have to check it out because it fills in a lot of gaps about uh, Jesus Quintana's life. And that may be, that may not be something that you felt like you needed to know. But in a lot of ways, don't you feel like you could definitely use more Big Lebowski in your life? And this is... This is that. This is in the Big Lebowski universe. And in a lot of ways, this movie is almost another telling of the uh, of the Lebowski. At its heart, it is a tale of uh, two losers going on a wacky adventure. The two losers being Jesus and Bobby Cannavale instead of uh, Walter and the dude. But it is, it is that. And they do have a lot of similarities. If you liked one, if you liked that universe, if you liked the feel... I do think that you should uh, stick it out and, and see this. It's interesting to me that I don't feel like a lot, a lot, a lot of people are checking this out. I haven't really seen like a lot of reviews. I saw a lot of attention when the movie was announced to come out because people were really surprised that like a Lebowski movie was coming out and they hadn't heard about it. A lot of them were surprised that the movie would be about Jesus Quintana. A lot of people are thinking... Who would ever want to see a Jesus Quintana movie? Who would ever want to see a movie about that guy? The guy who licks the bowling ball? All that stuff, but um, I I definitely expected this to be like a bigger thing. I thought that it would be a real big thing. But then I also think how when Lebowski came out, it wasn't like a big thing at first, like at all. Not in any way. Eventually, it took off. Once the movie hit like VHS, it really, it really took off. People started watching it. They would hit cable and, and things. Everybody got really familiar with this movie. I feel like a lot of the Coen Brothers movies are are like that. Raising Arizona. Was uh, one that was like that for me. I didn't. I didn't really start getting into it until I saw it like a million times on um, 
on the Comedy Channel back in the day. The uh, Jesus Rolls is like a star-studded affair. It's one of those deals where, like, every way you turn, every time you see another character, it's like a name-known actor. There's, like, there's Christopher Walken, there's, like, Susan Sarandon, there's, like, John Hamm, there's, like, Audrey Tatao from, uh... What's the name of the movie? I, I forget. I'm not even sure if I'm, I'm, I'm saying her her name right. There's just tons and tons and tons of people. Every time you turn around, Pete Davidson. Every time you turn around, there's like another face that you know. And it's nice. It's fine. I liked it. I, I would not say this movie's for everybody, but the more I ruminated as the days have, have, have gone, after I was... After I was listening to that commercial I played earlier, I started thinking, you know, I may have liked this more than I thought I liked it. When it was first over, I was like, wow, that's really weird. I turned to the wife and I go, that was a, that was a weird, somewhat uncomfortable uh, situation. But I think I liked it. I liked the parts where he was being Jesus. I thought a lot of it was really funny. But uh, again... There's a lot of male nudity. There's a lot of stuff like that. So it's a, a weird, uncomfortable experience. But with all that said, on the good old-fashioned source magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I'm going to go ahead and give Jesus Rolls a, a pretty good three, three mics. Three mics. The Jeffersons, Alice, and Trapper John M.D. will return next Sunday at their regular times on most of these stations. This week, I guess he's going to talk about He-Man Series 2 and 3. He's going to go quick on. All right, guys, this is me, and I am back. This is going to be like the big middle portion of the uh, program, but it's going to it's gonna be a Brit- bit, rather, abbreviated, just because just because there weren't really like a lot of uh, He-Mans released in uh, Wave 2 and also Wave 3. There's some good ones. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as big as like Wave 1, and uh, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this the attention it deserves. Don't worry. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Everything is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Let's, uh, let's, I don't know. Let's, let's get started, I guess. He-Man Wave 2, 1983. He-Man Series 2 was released in 1983. That made me 10 years old. They, they pooped this one out, like, super quickly after the first one. He-Man was such a sensation that they, they went right back to the well, like, almost immediately with a whole new set of dudes who accompanied the first set of dudes. The first one, we're going to go through this, like, we're going to go alphabetically, I guess. That's a, that's a good way to do it. The first one is Evil Lynn. Evil Lynn is, like, the, uh, well, she's the evil version of Tila, I think would be the uh, best way to, um, to put it. All, all that Tila represents to He-Man, Evil Lynn represents to Skeletor. She's bad to the bone. She's wearing, she's wearing like a blue sweatsuit, swimsuit rather, a, a blue and darker blue, maybe purple armored swimsuit, I would say. She has a tiara across the top of her head. She has two gauntlets on her wrist like Wonder Woman, a pair of uh, purple or dark blue boots, and also a scepter. She has a scepter with like a, uh, like an orb held in a claw on the top, some kind of some kind of magic device. I did not have Evil Lynn 
as a youth. But I do have her now. She's over on my uh, Masters of the Universe shelf. I picked her up at, um, at a yard sale that was up around the corner. It was a pretty good one. I got her for a quarter... And I got a broken laptop that I uh, was able to repair. It just had some, like, you know, some technical issues. I was able to reboot it and everything, and it's good as gold. It's old. Don't get me wrong. It's an old one. But I, I have it out in the garage, and the um, the garage and the office are connected together by one wall. So the router is right next to the garage, technically. The router is under my desk in the office, and it's also... Right next to the wall in the garage. So the laptop in there gets great Wi-Fi. I use it if I'm out there doing something I need to make an eBay search or whatever. It's great. That was an awesome garage sale. I, I've i yet to pick up Evil Lynn's Scepter. Herself alone, you can probably pick her up on eBay for like, I don't even know, like $10. 8 to $10 shipped. But the, um, the Scepter... From what I've seen, they tend to snap. A lot of them are broken, and that that's going to run you, like, maybe, like, another 10 to 12 bucks. I do mean to pick it up. I just haven't done it. I've never, um, I've just never gotten around to it. I do, I do want to complete her, though. She's, she's a good fig. Next up on our list is one that I have right now. This is a fellow that goes by the name of Manny Faces. Manny Faces is a good guy. He's a baby face, playing words if you, uh... If you follow the wrestling game at all, his his gimmick is that he has a dial on top of his head that you can turn, and he has three different faces. One is sort of like a normal Eternian face, and then there is one that is a robot, and one that is a green monster. He comes packaged with an orange pistol, and also the mini-comic, The Dilemma of Manny Faces. Merman has this one too, if I recall correctly, but I... I don't know that up off the top of my head. He's one of the, uh, I would say he's one of the less desirable ones on the, on the eBay marketplace. I was able to pick him up fairly inexpensively. I don't, I don't recall exactly how much off the top of my head, but it was complete under like 15 bucks. It wasn't very much at all. I like him though. I think he's cool. He's orange. His head is like a dome sort of, not, not completely like circular at the tops, kind of kind of like a squared off kind of a dome sort of deal. The dial is uh, like a light maroon. He has blue boots, blue uh, gloves, and like blue shoulder pieces, and kind of like kind of like these mechanized devices on his chest. I think he's pretty cool. For for the most part, I keep him on the robot face. I don't really know why that is. I guess because I see robots when I'm. When I'm looking around, I, I don't so much like his uh, neon gun. I I kind of like my guns to be like a kind of like a matte color, maybe like a darker color. But maybe on Eternia, people use bright orange guns. I don't know. It might be the uh, might be just the way of the world there. He's cool though. I got no beef with Manny faces. I wonder people must just call him Manny, like M A N N Y, like the shortened version of a Manuel here on a Earth. Hey, what's up, Manny? What's up, Manny? I wonder if there's anybody out there in the world whose name is, like, Manual Faces. There must be. There must be, like, a real-life Manny Faces. I wonder I wonder if anybody, like, now ever goes, Hey, man, are you from Returnia? Maybe, maybe if you were, like, Manny Faces on the playground back in, like, 1984. But probably, probably not so much right now. Next on the list, alphabetically, is another one that is not... Not really considered that desirable on the, uh, the eBay world. When I, when I'm searching for things, I will always sort them from, like, lowest price to highest price. Because I want to see if, like, I can grab a bargain. Then I'll, 
then I'll also do a search for sort rather on um like what's ending soonest to see if I can I can grab a bargain. And toward the bottom of uh M O T U Motu complete search is always Mandy Faces and always our dude who's up now, Mechanic. Mechanic is one that I had as a kid. His gimmick is that if you turn his body, his head pops up. His neck extends and his head popped up. I guess he's supposed to be like a human periscope. Like he could he could like look over rocks and he could look over things. He comes complete with like a red armored shell that goes over his chest. This is like a common sort of uh, piece in the He-Man world. It's red. The face kind of sort of resembles a lion on the front. It's not intended to be a lion, but it does it does kind of look at one. If you look at it closely, you can see kind of an eyes and kind of a mouth. He also has a yellow club, like a cudgel. Like a shillelagh, like some kind of, some kind of yellow metallic looking shillelagh. I, I do like Mechanic's head. It's triangular and he's wearing, he's wearing like these upside down triangle glasses that are, that are pretty funky. They look like something like Lady Gaga would wear. I, I myself would wear these if I, if I had them. Right now I have, I have some pretty good sunglasses. Um, I forget who makes them. Uh, Maui Jim. I got some Maui Jims at the uh, optometrist, and I like them. I I, I do, would like some wackier sunglasses, but when you wear prescription lenses, it's hard to get wacky sunglasses. Like, I would like to get some of those heart ones or whatever. I I, I really I really um am jealous of people who can just go down to the uh to the bodega and get a get a pair of sunglasses off the rack cuz my glasses cost like hundreds of dollars cuz they're prescription and I got to make sure to keep them safe and I got to take care of them but I can only I can only ever switch them out every uh every couple years I wish I had like four or five pairs I could just like switch out at random as as a guy as a male in our society you're not really given a lot of opportunities for like cool accessories you can't really wear a lot of jewelry that's not really your boy's bag I'm not wearing big chains I don't really wear rings and bracelets nothing like that I just I got a watch. On a side note, I noticed the other day that the battery on my watch, I wear um, a Casio uh, G-Shock, right? I love G-Shocks. I have three different ones. I love them. But um, the battery had run out, and I have no idea how long ago this happened because I hardly ever look at it. It's sad. Whenever I want to know what time it is, I just, I check my phone. Watches are, watches are going the way of the dinosaur, but I still, I still dig them as an accessory. I, I really got off track. On this one, Mechanic is cool. Um, what comic came with Mechanic? Let's uh, let's try to dig deep and find out. He came with He-Man and the Insect People. On the cover, you can see good old He-Man. Buzz off is on one side, and Mechanic's on the other with his neck fully extended and his arm raised up. This comic also came with Beastman, Buzz off, and well, Mechanic. I guess I I like the comics. I wouldn't mind having a big book. That collected all of them. I know that is a thing, and I do I do intend to get up on that someday. But there's a lot of things I um I intend to get up on someday, and never, never not never do. And this is probably one of them. Up next on our list is Ram Man. Ram Man to me, and this might just be my personal experiences, is one of the most common He-Man figures that there is. I at present time have three Ram Mans. I know at one point I had up to five. I don't know why. But I find this dude at the flea market all the time. I find him at the dig all the time. And every time I do, I can't resist getting him because I I can't leave a Motu behind. But uh, Ram Man is um, not the most articulated figure that there is. His gimmick is that he is like, he's a human battering ram. And how it works is 
he has like a spring inside of his body and you can push him down and compress him and then he will he will burst forward his head will burst forward but this also leads him to not having like legs per se his legs are more of a stand than they are like you know left and a right that can kind of get you to move around he only has articulation at his arms and i guess at his uh, compression point you could you can count that as one he comes with an axe None of the ram men that I have have the axe. The axe itself goes for like ten, eleven dollars on eBay. Ram man himself only goes for like eight or nine dollars. So I I do have to get that axe at some point, but I I haven't done it yet. I I do like Ram Man on the cartoon. He's kind of portrayed as a dummy. I think you do kind of have to be a dummy to some degree to have your power be that uh you smash your head into things. The comic. That he came with, the mini-comic. All the He-Mans came with mini-comics. was called He-Man meets Ram-Man. And on the cover of that, Ram-Man is, like, crashing into uh, He-Man's ride and knocking him off. And Skeletor is just, like, Skeletor is cackling. I cannot imagine what the joy must feel like in uh, Skeletor's heart to watch watch his hated rival He-Man get sent flying off of his bike by a, by a lummox who who crashes into things with his head. Knowing what we know about, you know, concussions and brain damage and stuff, one has to wonder if the uh, the the lack of intelligence that is attributed to um, Ram Man and something to do with the fact that he beats his head into things, one can only wonder where poor Ram Man is now. It's sad. It's sad to even think about. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to use that as a, uh, as a chance to transition out of here. Next up is one of my favorite of all the He-Man figures. It's one I had as a kid. It's one I loved as a kid, and I don't have now. He's he's one of the more pricier ones. I am speaking of Trapjaw. Trapjaw is dope. He has, like, a double, double gimmick. Gimmick one is that he has, a, um like, a, his lower jaw is metallic. It's, like, it has, like, fangs. It's green. It's really, really scary. But besides from that... Somewhere along the line, Homeboy lost his arm. I would imagine it was in, like, a combat accident. And it's been replaced with, with like, a mechanized arm that has three accessories that fit on the end in place of a hand. You have, like, a hook. You have, like, a pincher. Like, a pincher thing. And then also, like, a laser blaster. He also has a weight belt. Like, a neon green weight belt that goes around his midsection that has, like, a skull and crossbones on him. I... I love this guy. As I recall, I lost, like, all of his accessories. I think I had the laser because that was on his hand. Then I lost the other two. He's not, like, a battle android trooper. The G.I. Joe figured the bat. The bat also has three accessories like that, but he has a backpack that the accessories fit in so they don't they don't get lost. With these, I don't know where you were supposed to keep him. He also came with, like, a glow-in-the-dark ring with, like, a scary face on it. And I loved this ring. Your boy, your boy wasn't as adverse to rings and jewels as he is now. And I would, like, wear this all the time. It was one of my my favorite things. I, I just think he's a great figure. His face is green. He's scary looking. If you try to get, like, a complete one on eBay now with all the accessories, the belt, the ring, the, uh, the three weapons, it's going to run you like upwards of like $50, $60 if you want to get one in nice shape. So I don't have him yet. I've never, not never, 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 never seen him on the grounds of the flea market. I've never found him at the dig, but I do definitely want to get him. He's on my, he's on my list. I'm waiting for like Christmas and uh, the kid 
Or the wife will be like, so, what do you owe? What do you want for Christmas? I see robots, and I'll go, oh, how about a uh, complete trap jaw? So I can send the, uh, the expense their way. Next up is one that I had as a kid, and is one that I had now. This is a guy known as Triclops. Triclops is the last homeboy in Series 2. After this, we're moving on to a Series 3. Triclops is neat. Much like Manny faces, he has like a dial on top of his head. But his dial is only his eye. He's like a Cyclops, meaning he has one eye. But in reality, he has three because he can turn it around and they're different. He has like a normal one. He has like a red angry one. And then just like a normal red like open one. I don't know what those are supposed to represent. But they represent something. I guess one's like normal. He's in like a normal mood. And then the normal red one's like, maybe he's a little angry. And then the third one, the bright red one, the one that could use some Visine is like, he's angry and he's going to be shooting beams out of it. I don't know. He also has a green sword, like a long sword. I, I got him now. I think I only paid like 12 or 13 bucks. He's not really all that expensive. He also came with that ring that our last guy Trapjaw came with. The one that I have does not have the ring, but I would... I would like to get it. Let's just, uh, while we're here, I have the, um, I have the, uh, the uh, eBay booted up. Let's see what that ring goes for. The ring. It's going to give me, like, that wrestling ring, the, uh, crossover. Oh, here we go. Vintage Motu, Masters of the Universe, Glow-in-the-Dark Warrior Ring. It goes for, like, 30 bucks, 35 bucks. That's, that's a bit out of your homie's price range for, like, a toy ring, but... If you guys got a spare one and you want to send it out my way, I won't stop you. Don't do that. Please don't do it because then I'll feel guilty. But uh, there you have it. That's the entirety of Wave 2. In a sec, we'll be right back and we'll move on to Wave 3. Portions of the Smurf Christmas special are being brought to you tonight by Mattel Toy Company. We would like to wish you a Merry Christmas from their family to yours. Now you can imagine all the power in the universe. The Masters of the Universe Collection. 23 pieces, each sold separately. There's He-Man and these heroic action figures. Skeletor and the Warriors of Evil. And four fighting creatures. Castle Grayskull, Point Dread and the Talonfighter. You put them together. And battle machines like the Attack Track. Batteries not included. What would you do with all the power in the universe? He-Man, Skeletor, and all other items from the Masters of the Universe collection. Each sold separately. From Mattel. Huh. Uh, I'm looking at these, and there's more of these than I thought. So some of these were just going to, like, some of these were just going to, like, glance over a bit. I don't have them, and I don't have a lot of experience with them. But some of them I do. Some of them I had. This is going to, this is going to be fun. Don't worry. You're going to have a great time. The first guy alphabetically is Battle Armor Skeletor. The gimmick on, um, Battle Armored Skeletor is that he has a revolving cylinder on his chest, and one side of it is... Like normal armor, but then if you strike it, it pushes in a bit and it rotates. And on the other side, there's like a battle damaged plate. I had this guy. I think this may have been the Skeletor that I that I had. I I still like this one now. I don't have him now, but I would I would like to get him. But I do gonna I gotta get the series one iconic um, Skeletor first. He comes with his half of the power sword and his uh, staff, the staff with the ram's head that he is known for. Next up is Buzzoff. Buzzoff, I did not have as a kid, but I do have him now. I talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago when I when I opened him on the air. I think he has an axe and a helmet that goes over his head. I should have mentioned that he um he looks like a bee. I guess he has this bee motif with alternating yellow and brown stripes going all the way down his body. He has wings 
like a bee, and he has an axe and a helmet, like I said. He has pincers, also, instead of hands, and it's hard to get his axe into his, uh, into his grip in any, any, any useful way. The next guy on the list is the villainous Clawful. Clawful is a human crab. I guess he is an Eternian crab man. I, I know not. He has, he has a head of a crab and one giant crab arm with a pincer. His gimmick is um the giant claw, the giant pincer he has on his uh, right hand. He also has armor that can come on and off of his chest, and he he has a weapon as well. It is a neon green mace with a larger handle, but the head of the mace is similar to um, man-at-arms. His one, I, I don't have clawful now. I do have his head. One time I was at the dig and I found the torso, with like an arm and the head, and I, I I pulled the uh I pulled the head off and put it on on a shelf. I I would have pulled off the arm, but it wasn't the good arm. It was his uh left with the small, with the small little pincher on it. The uh the following guy alphabetically is Cobra Khan. His gimmick is that he is like a snake guy. He has like a red laser gun. I've never had him, and to be honest, I don't even know if I've ever really like encountered him. Or seen him. I'm not saying that he's uncommon or whatever. I just I, I haven't run across him in, in in any of my any of my adventures. And if I have, it it wasn't like it wasn't anything that like struck a chord with me. I I do like the way he looks though. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. His head is like a you know like a like a serpent with like some kind of um like an open mouth. He's he's kind of weird. He's green. He has like scales and stuff. I don't know. I don't I don't have a lot to say about Cobra Khan. His name is uh, spelled with a double K. K-O-B-R-A-K-H-A-N, like, like Cobra, the terrorist organization in, uh, DC Comics. Not the one in G.I. Joe that's spelled with a C and then Khan. Like, uh, like Wrath of, he's like Kublai Khan, but he's Cobra Khan. His name, his name's probably a little more interesting than, than he is, I guess, I, I suppose. Next up, and I fell out of alphabetical order. I don't even know what I'm doing at this point, is, uh, Fisto. Fisto's another one we talked about. I opened him on the air. I think, I think I did. His, his gimmick is that he has a giant metal fist on his right hand and that he can swing like an uppercut. All the guys twist at the waist. You can, like, twist the waist and it snaps back with, like, a hook, like a hooking punch. But he also has an uppercut. You can pull his arm back and it snaps up. He has a purple sword. Two, as well as an armor plate. He's he's somebody I've grown to like, and I have him now. Uh, next up is Jitsu. Jitsu's another one that I have right now. He also has a giant metallic fist, but his is in the uh, form of a chop, like a karate chop. This guy has a martial arts gimmick. He has the uh, the samurai top knot and everything. I like him, man. I, I think he's neat. I have him now. I think I may have actually talked about him in a previous episode. He also has... An orange, uh, sword. It's curved. Like a Sidomer, as opposed to, like, a, uh, like a samurai sword. And then, then you have Prince Adam. Prince Adam is essentially the same figure as He-Man, but this is, this is the secret identity of our guy He-Man. And he has, like, pink pants and purple boots, like, frilly boots, and he's wearing a vest. Instead of being bare-chested, he's wearing a white t-shirt. But he's the big buffed guy that we all know and love and the head's exactly the same he has a he has a more maroon version of the power sword than the uh the one that he normally comes with and the 
The following character is Orko. Orko has a he has a unique mold. He sort of he sort of rolls on the ground and he's triangular. He's wearing a big witch's hat. He's not one of the more popular guys. You could pick him up on the eBay for like 12, 15 bucks. And I apologize for not looking the rest of these up on the bay, telling you the prices. But as far as this wave, I don't have as much like inherent knowledge that I that I do from the other ones. I know I know not why, but um, Orko, like you could you could pick him up pretty pretty inexpensively. But most of the times he doesn't have. He has like a pull cord that you insert and you pull it, and he'll he'll zip away. And you don't see him with the pull cord as much as without. I, I don't think I had Orko back in the day. He's not somebody that I would have imagined like spending a uh like a toy trip. You know, your parents would take you out, and you'd always look at at things like you'd go to the toy section when you were at the store with them, but. It wasn't like every time they would buy you something, right? So you had to, you had to save up your picks until it was like something that you wanted. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't see myself spending one of those on Orco. Out of, out of this wave, if I went to the store and they had this wave in stock and you told a young Icy Robots that, uh, he could get anybody, I probably would have gone for the battle damaged, uh, Skeletor. Would be my guess at the time. I, I I like the uh I like the chest action. The next dude is Whiplash. Whiplash is like an Eternian lizard man. His thing is that he has a tail, like a long tail, like a dinosaur, out of his back end. And if um if you hold the top part, you can sort of twist the bottom and whip the tail around. It's it's still basically like the same motion as that elastica at the waist, but you you spin the bottom instead of the top. He has like a he has like a goofy underbite with like his fangs coming out, you know, that kind of that kind of dinosaur lizard man gimmick. And he has he has kind of like a curved spear of some sort. I I think it's just you would just basically call it a spear, but it's curved. The the final guy, I don't have a lot of experience with whiplash, and I'm sorry that I'm motoring through these, but when I when I first jumped in, time was really of the essence, and I I did not imagine that there were this many guys in the uh, in the the third wave. I th- when I saw the second wave was so small, I kind of assumed the third wave would be just as small. But it's in fact nine figures. It's a uh, it's pretty big. Nine figures that I don't got a ton of experience with in the first place. So I apologize. Uh, next up is Web Store. He is an Eternian Spider Man, not like Marvel Spider Man. He's like a human spider. Like he's black and he's scary and all this. All this stuff. He also has uh, the underbite, but he also has an overbite. He has a orange rifle. It looks like the same one that you get when you get the weapons rack for Castle Grayskull. And he also has a grappling hook. The grappling hook's kind of cool, but it would be neat if he had like some kind of a web launcher. But the fact that you can hang homie off something is, it's pretty cool. He also has a chest armor. I should have mentioned that. Whiplash, the previous guy, he did not have a chest armor. He just has like... He has like a lizard uh, scales. I I would get Web Store. Let's see what he goes for on the uh, on the online Web Store complete. We'll say try to try to get an idea. Oh, he's like a forty dollar guy altogether. Forty two, forty two. Let's look at um. Let's look at some of the sold really quick, and we'll see if um that gives us any kind of like an indication of the uh the real life what people are are paying. Um, here's one for forty. Somebody got one complete for nineteen, fifteen ninety nine complete. So people are paying up to forty, but I do um I, I do see some guys who are getting it for like fifteen twenty five bucks. He just got a 
you just gotta look around, you know, make some smart purchases or whatever. This, this concludes wave two and wave three of Masters of the Universe. I hope that your He-Man knowledge has grown in a, in some way. I imagine some of you don't even have any He-Man knowledge. You're just like listening to hearing me talk about movies or whatever. You're like, oh, He-Man, let's. What's that about? Now, now look what you know. You know a lot. You're practically an expert. Let's move into the final segment of the show. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, it is me, and we are back. This is the end. This is the final segment. I guess the show didn't wind up being as uh, short as I, as I thought it would be. I guess, um, I don't know. It is what it is. I found the time. Let's see. What's going on? There's there's not, like, a lot going on, but I did get up on a bunch of um, cool stuff while I was uh, while I was away. Not necessarily away, but when I do, like, a This Boring Life, which I'm getting a lot of good feedback from. I, I hope that you guys dug that This Boring Life about the world of martial arts. I hope you... I hope you like to hear about my time on the mat and all that, all that silly stuff I um I used to do. But um every time I do one of those, it feels like I'm like I'm gone because we're not talking about like the day to day, week to week, the things I picked up and stuff. And I I did get a couple cool things that I want to like uh quickly quickly touch on. The other week uh we were at the flea market. and I I don't know. It was the week of the time change, and I just did not want to go. Like, I did not want to go at all. The time change devastates me. I'm a dude of routines. I need to get the same amount of sleep. I just, I don't know. It devastates me every year. It throws me off for like a whole week. I hate it. I wish it was banned. I I don't care about getting more sunlight at the other end. That's, uh, that's not, um, that's not my bag, man. I just, I don't know. But, um, anyway, I didn't want to go. I wasn't feeling it, but the uh, the wife made me, and I'm glad that uh, that I did because I came up on I came up on a couple things that um turned out to be like really big cool purchases for me. The uh, first of these come up was actually come up on by uh, the good old wife. She she was poking around and she saw some Barbie dolls, and amongst the Barbie dolls was one of uh one of my Holy Grail flea market items, and that item is a Bionic Woman doll. I I was so impressed that she was able to spot this amongst a pile of, um, like, junked out old Barbies. She got it for $5. I was so excited. She got it from these people who, I don't know why. There are certain people at the flea market that are just, like, impossible for me to get any kind of a deal of. I'll go up to these folks and I'll be like, hey, how much is this, uh, Happy Meal toy? And they'll go, 15 bucks. 10 bucks, but my wife was able to get this, like, really great condition Bionic Woman doll for only $5. I don't know, man. I think, I think maybe sometimes I look like a toy shark. Or maybe I have, like, a shark reputation, and when people see me, they're just like, this dude must want it for a reason. I'm gonna go look it up on eBay or whatever. And the wife, the wife just looks like a sweet lady. You know, she looks like a nice person, and people are just more likely to give her deals. But, uh... This doesn't stand all the way true because we'll find out when I talk about the next item that I got. But I, I was pretty stoked to have this doll. I don't have, um, the Bionic Man, but I do want to get him. I uh, am honestly, like, more of a fan of the Bionic Woman. That's just, that's just me. That's not like a personal, uh, you know, whatever to anybody who likes the Bionic Man because I like the Bionic Man a lot too. I've just always been more of a collector of a Bionic Woman memorabilia. I have, like, a Bionic Woman bank. I have a Bionic Woman lunchbox. I have, like, a couple plastic collector cups. 
of the Bionic Woman, and now I got the doll. She's pretty neat. She has like a tracksuit with the Bionic Woman logo on it, and if you um if you remove her clothing, she has like she has like two little ports that you can use to like plug into stuff. It's it's pretty neat. I guess those are for like recharging or whatever. I don't know. It's like you open this little flap. And there are, like, robotic areas underneath, and in there you can, like, plug a cord into um, this. And then, like, I guess you, like, stick her in an outlet and recharge her. I don't know. It's something something of that sort. Um, the next thing I got is something that I personally got. And this is another Holy Grail item of mine. I have, like, flea market Holy Grails, and I have, like, real-life Holy Grails. Flea market Holy Grails are things that, like, they're pretty expensive, or somewhat expensive. And I want them, but I want to find them at the flea market as opposed to buying them. It's like a quest. Like, I need to finish the hunt, I need to complete the quest, you, you guys understand what I'm saying, the, uh, the item that I got to fulfill this quest is an Apollo Creed action figure by Phoenix Toys, these aren't the ones by NECA, these aren't the Rocky figures from Jax, or whatever, these are like the 80s ones, they're smaller, they are similar to like a Rimco wrestling figure, or like a, uh, like a Rimco warlord, or He-Man, I guess would be the, uh, like, immediate immediate relation, they're small, they're kind of stocky, they, they have, like, the, uh, overly muscular build, like a, uh, like a He-Man figure, I love these guys a lot, they make Rocky, they make Apollo, they make Clubber Lang, and I believe they also make Thunderlips, aka Hollywood Hulk Hogan, aka the Hulkster, aka Terry Boulder, I, I, right now in my collection, I have Clubber Lang, and he has his trunks. They come with trunks with elastic waistbands. And they also have gloves. I don't have the gloves for either Clubber or Apollo. The gloves go for like 12 bucks each. Like for each glove. The, the accessories for these are muy expensive Ito. But um, I, I got Apollo for a dollar from another vendor who doesn't like to sell me stuff. I don't know what that's about, but I, I I hardly ever, like, ever look at these people's stuff because every time I look, I find stuff I want, and then they try to charge me, like, way more expensive than even, like, eBay fees. So I just kind of I just kind of avoid them all in all, but I, I was looking through there. I decided, like, since I didn't want to be there, I had to get something out of it. So I was going to, like, dig hard, and I was going to dig deep. Sometimes I just kind of dip through the flea market. I go in and out. This time I'm just like, you got to dig hard. You gotta dig deep. You can't waste your time and then come home with nothing. And I I found this uh, Apollo Creed by Phoenix Toys. I'm pretty, pretty excited. I've seen similar ones with trunks and without gloves go for like 45, 50 bucks. And that's way more than I want to spend on like a, a random Carl uh, Weathers action figure. But I, I'm more than happy to spend a dollar at the flea market. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, I was... I was pretty jazzed. I also found a Marshall Brave Star figure that day. I can't say that I've ever like seen a Brave Star at the flea market in any in any condition. That's just like my flea market. Your your findings may vary. I've never not never seen one and I I got him from the uh, cowboy. This is the guy I I've talked about before. He just like brings out like tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff. I think he does like house cleanouts. That's my that's my guess because he'll rent like 10 spots and all through the spots are just like boxes and boxes and boxes of just like random things from people's houses, which is, which is cool because I don't only need like collectible items. I also like, like day-to-day mundanities. I, I like, like, I like old cans from things, just like normal day-to-day household items. And I'll, I'll always get like cool stuff from him, like VHS tapes. He's where I bought a lot of my old, uh, cool CRT TVs, but this time... I found a Marshall Brave Star. He doesn't have his hat. 
and he doesn't have his guns. I've seen the hat and the guns go online for like 60, 70 bucks. The, the figure himself just loose is only like 12, 15 bucks, but he's cool. He's the kind of thing you can put like in the back of a shelf and he just looks kind of neat there. And that's, that's exactly what I've done with him. And for the final thing that I got this week that is cool, hold on, let me reach it. This is going to be, this is going to be an on the air unboxing. I know how much you guys love audio unboxing. This comes from my dude Ruben over at MetaHuman Comics, the Imperial Valley's number one brick and mortar comic book store. Dude is, dude is the best. He sent me this when he found out that I was in need. I, I hope that someday I get to visit the store there. The Imperial Valley is pretty far from where we are here in, uh, in Northern Cali, but, uh, irregardless, I will someday make the trip. Dude puts on a big comic show every year that I, I, I was invited I was invited to be a guest at. I wasn't I wasn't able to make it. If that's something you think that you'd be interested in, if you'd ever like to see your dude be a guest at a comic show, let me let me know. I'm it's kind of outside my comfort zone, but it is something I would consider doing. But at any rate, what dude sent me is the new DC Universe McFarlane Toys Batgirl. This is this is a figure I've been looking all over the place for. But have been um, unable to find her. I, I definitely like the work on this. She looks really great in in the package. I, I went ahead and popped the uh, box before we even got started. I didn't pull her out, but there were like, there were like three pieces of tape on here, and you'd have to hear me, you'd have to hear me rummage around. Let me, let me pull her out. She's on a. She's on the collector-friendly tray that you can pull in and out. Let me see. I'm glad I got my scissors here. She has one little piece of uh, plastic holding her down. Let's let's pull her out. This is going to be tough. She's held in here pretty tight. You're going to hear some crinkling. You're going to hear some rustling. But it is it is what it is. I got her. I got her out. Man, she is great. The joints are a little tight, but that should change after a while. I'm not like the biggest fan of this uh current costume, but I I do love Batgirl more than like any other uh any other character I ever. Before I started this I checked. I currently have 25 Batgirl figures in my Batgirl figure collection. So this is this is a nice addition. She's really a gorgeous looking figure. The articulation's great. Let's see. She moves at the wrist, the elbow, the shoulder, the neck. Not at the waist, but at the hip, at the knee, at the ankle. So that's that's pretty good. You can pretty much pose her in a lot of different cool ways. I I like this a lot. Ruben, my boy, my dude, thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. Let's let's take a look at some of the cool accessories she has in here. She has a uh, she has a batarang, which is kind of neat. I always lose it when I when I get a batarang. And she also has a gun of some sort, and I I don't really I don't dig it so much because it's kind of like the gun is already firing like it's a grappling hook gun of some sort and it's it comes with like the cord out like she's shooting it it reminds me of those uh Star Trek Playmate figures and how they would come with the um they would come with the uh phaser with the ray poking out already I would always clip it off at the end I'm not going to I'm not going to do that to this but it is it's not as cool as if it was just like a gun that you could put into a holster. But anyway, I I think it's it looks great, honestly. And I might 
I might just set it aside for some action posing or whatever. I, I, I don't know, man. I'm into this. I, I think that they, they have a high price point, these figures. I see them for like $30 over at GameStop. And that is a bit past what I want to pay for like a brand new figure, but I will. If it's something that I want. And I do think I want to add the Harley. The Harley Quinn. Oh, she also bends at the the beginning of her foot. So you can do like uh, different like kneeling poses or whatever. That's that's definitely cool. It's very nice work. The face is really great. I, I would like it if her hair was a little bit redder. Like more of a bright red. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's just like artistic interpretation. What a... What an attractive figure. I really do like this. Ruben, thanks again. If you guys are anywhere near the Imperial Valley, please, please, please jump into MetaHuman Comics. It looks like a great store. I've been following him on Facebook. I've been seeing a lot of the stuff that he posts. And he has he has some really nice comics in there, man. I, I'm i looking at all these uh, graded comics he's been having in, uh, in there lately. And I don't personally have any graded comics, but they, they do seem very attractive to me. I kind of like how they're like sealed away, but I don't know... I don't know if I'd be able to handle having a cool comic and not breaking it open and looking at it. I love looking at my comics, but I, I do see the appeal in keeping them safe, you know? And this is this is one way to keep your beautiful gems safe. If you're into that, hop on over. MetaHuman Comics, Imperial Valley's number one brick-and-mortar comic store. Ruben, I've said thanks a couple times. I've, I've had this for a few weeks already, and I've just been waiting to get back to a new show to bust it open. It's been sitting on my desk, like, eyeing me. She's been like, come on. Let me out. Let me breathe. We can hang out. We can go fight crime together. Now, now we can. What a cool figure. I, I just got an alert that they have declared a emergency, a national emergency about the coronavirus. And I, I just want to say to you guys, man, be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. Don't hoard toilet paper. Save, save the medical supplies for the old folks and the infirmed who are going to need it a lot more than us, than us healthy guys. Please just... Most of all, be kind to each other. Don't panic. Don't freak out. Look out your window and tell me what you see. When I look out the window, I see day-to-day operations. So I, I'm i assuming things are fine. I realize that this is this is scary, but make sure to wash your hands. Don't touch something. Then touch your face. Stay clean. Stay neat. Try to use, like, alcohol wipes and all that stuff. And I realize these things are... uh. These things are hard to come by, but you can probably just go get a bottle of uh, isopropyl alcohol at Walgreens and kind of keep your hand clean with that. The most important thing, don't touch something, then touch your mouth. The The virus is going to have to go from something into your system. So just stay safe, stay smart, be kind. Be kind is the most important thing of all. We don't, we don't want panic. We don't want worry. The news media loves to worry people. I, 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 I kind of quit watching the news on TV because every time I'd see something it's just so just so sensationalistic so meant to worry that it just I don't know it just doesn't doesn't seem like how I would do things if I were in charge and I guess you know I am in charge of this and that isn't how I do things but uh we're gonna get up out of here I'll be back in a couple weeks we'll have some fun topic I'm not really sure what but it'll be good it'll be fun it'll be great if you have any suggestions drop me a line at icrobots.com I could really use some Patreon support there's a ton a ton a ton of there's like 50 shows over on Patreon you can find that at supportthereport.com you can get down with those 50 shows for like a dollar a month I'll tell you man it really helps it definitely helps and like if we're all gonna get quarantined 
We're all going to get locked in the house. This is the perfect time to sign up at supportthereport.com. You can get the POS. You can get a bunch of fun stuff. The POS is, in my opinion, more fun than this show. I don't know what you guys think who've heard it. But I do think that it's a little more fun. I, I have a, a better time putting that together. It's a little more off the cuff. It's kind of like my day-to-day life adventures more so than um this. You, you hear me at the Dollar Tree. You hear me at the Dig. You hear me in all kinds of fun places like that. So if that's something you're into, please support thereport.com for all that fun stuff. Until we speak again, my guys, be kind. Keep your head about you. If you don't know, now you know. Because we only have one rule on this team. What is that rule, Twiggy? E-L-E. That's right, E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. Hi. If you've got a second, please drop by supportthereport.com and peruse all of the patron-exclusive content available to those who have the kindness, nay, the courage, to toss in a couple of bucks in support of the greatest podcast in the world, the IC Robot Show. It's well worth the time, and on an ethical tip, it's what Captain America would do. Supportthereport.com